You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I chose a song from the Supremes that didn't really show off my range too much, but was in the style of the show. And I sang that. And then I sang the sides. And the sides were actually, actually um, they had more range than what my song had. And after I finished singing those, um, Mary Sugarman and Caitlin Shaw were behind the table. And gosh, they're just such advocates for actors because they know that we're nervous and they know that, you know, they've seen us do so many other auditions. They know what we're capable of and they really allow for that. And it's so wonderful because after I finished singing, I remember Caitlin whispering something to Mary and Mary was like, Hillary, what else is in your book? (laughs) And I was like, nothing in the style of the show. And she was like, yeah, I don't care. What else is in your book? And I was like, well, I really love to sing The Life I Never Led from Sister Act. And she was like, okay, sing that. So I sang that. And she like leaned back and sighed and smiled and was like, yes, yes, that. Come back this afternoon for the music director and sing that. She was like, I don't care that it's not in the style of the show. Please just sing that for him. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, an online training platform that helps actors to train like athletes. If you're an actor, you're an athlete, so start training like one. Try out a free trial. Go to the website, builtforthestage.com, or click the link in the description of this episode, and you'll be on your way with seven days of exercises, programming, coach interaction, our specialty program, Flow, which helps performers with mobility and flexibility, all things specifically catered to performers and enhancing their athletic abilities. So head on over to buildforthestage.com and let's get to know each other. Uh, Speaking of getting to know each other, come on over to our Instagram account or our TikTok account and follow us at Built for the Stage. You also go to TikTok, uh, sorry, you can also go to Twitter at BFTS Broadway. All right. Speaking also of getting to know people, we want you to get to know our guest coming up. Special guest, exciting guest, as always here on BFTS Podcast. We have Hillary Porter. Hi, Hillary. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I, you know, the the world of theater is small, and we before we started recording here, we we're just going over uh, some of our mutual contacts. 
Uh, I I saw that, you know, you made your Broadway debut in a Bronx tale. Definitely. We'll be getting into that. Um, your tour life has been quite extensive. I can't wait to chat about that a bit. And everyone listening, Hillary also has been uh, a part of like the who's who of regional theater productions. Like she's been on like all the stages of the most legit regional theaters across the country, it seems like. So oh, I, <laughs> I always say some, you know, Broadway's amazing, but sometimes you head out to a regional show and you're like, oh, this, this kind of might just uh, have gone over the top of what I might've seen in uh, the theater district in New York city. So um, if you want to check out Hillary's website, you can check her out at hillaryporter.com and Hillary Porter underscore on the Instagram. All right, Hillary. So let's just get to know you a bit, your journey to uh, this crazy world of theater. Something I saw right off the bat, um, it was actually on your resume. Every time I bring up people's resumes, they start sweating like, oh, what did I put on there? I haven't looked, <laughs> I haven't looked at it in the longest time. It's been a minute for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's usually always the reply. Um, so you graduated from Clemson. I did. Right? Go Tigers. I, I went to Coastal Carolina, just hey. a little bit east of you there. Um, yeah. And you, you majored in communications and minored in theater. So yeah. I, wanted to get, I wanted to get into that because it's a little unique and it's an interesting conversation to always bring up uh, as far as the topic of like, do you really need to major in theater? Um, and what, in your personal view on just the pros and cons of, of how that went for you? So I think my internet was a little spotty for a second. Could you repeat the first part of that question? <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. So I saw that you went to Clemson and majored in communications and minored in theater. I wanted to bring up this conversation because I find that it's always an interesting one from the person's perspective of the pros and cons of majoring in theater or not, and how that's kind of played out for you uh, in the midst of your career. Yeah. Um, so my so question, I didn't really set you up. <laughs> my right. question is... During your career, were there moments where you were like, you know what, I'm so glad I didn't major in theater and it was just my minor. And were there moments where you're like, oh, I, I, I wish I did, you know, any specific, just, uh, specific moments? It's definitely um, both of those. I mean, there's some right now. I'm kind of glad I have this communications major to, I guess, fall back on and try to pursue other work at the moment while the theater industry is shut down. But yeah, I mean, this whole journey of, of my theater life and career, I have kind of wished that I had majored in theater, but you know, there's a give and take. Um, so let me, let me start back. I didn't actually intend to pursue theater, which is why I didn't major in it. Um, I didn't even know Clemson had a theater program. <laughs> when I attended and I was a freshman communications major, I thought that I would either go into broadcasting or um, there was a point in my life where I thought I would go into animation and pursue that a little later. And then in my sophomore year at Clemson, I discovered that they had a theater program and they were doing musicals and plays. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I, I really enjoy doing this stuff. And I was on the dance team at Clemson. So I was a dancer as well. And, um, I, that's kind of where the bug 
fit me. I did their musical and then I did two plays there. And after I did the second play, I was like, wow, I've got to, I've got to pursue this. This is something that I just have to do. And I think that's what's important in this industry is we all feel like we have to do this. Like there's nothing else for us. And so I switched my minor to theater my sophomore year and decided to graduate a year early um, because the other option was to transfer to a conservatory for four more years. And I was like, well, then that's, that's so much time in school. I don't think I need that much time in school. And I started to pursue other options um, outside of school to kind of get a musical theater education. And I did just that. I graduated early. I got my communications degree, completed a minor <laughs> very quickly. And um, I did some classes with Broadway Artists Alliance. And I considered that my musical leader education. And that's kind of how I met um, some people in the industry and got to know a little bit about this industry. Because I, when I say I didn't know anything, that is such an understatement. I didn't know anyone in New York. I didn't know anything. So didn't just, know how to do anything. <laughs> just, just a pause. You grew up in competitive dance, right? Kind of. I, I started dancing when I was 12. And okay, it was a, 12. at a competitive studio, I was doing sports and competitive cheerleading before that. So, yeah, you enter Clemson, a communications major, you're gifted at dance, you're on their dance team, and then you see the theater thing and you get interested in it, graduate. So basically, you just really theater wise have the brief stint of the theater minor that you did at Clemson. I had done um, a couple musicals in high school because my mm. dance teacher found out that I sang. And she's like, I didn't know you sing. I was like, yeah, it's fun. And she was like, well, great. I choreograph all the shows at the Greenville Little Theater in, in South Carolina. Yeah. And she was like, uh, just so you know, you're doing Guys and Dolls next year. I was like, great. <laughs> love that. Because I loved musicals. My parents took me to musicals growing up and, and appreciating theater. And so it, there's always been a love there. But mm. It just never seemed realistic to pursue. Yeah. So you moved to New York and you just, you book your Broadway debut the next day or how did that go? Exactly like that. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I was actually in college still and I auditioned for the national tour of Cats. Uh, this was the original production, not the revival production. And I ended up getting it. So I after I graduated, I went on tour with Cats. And I think that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I, it was it gave me a group of people to have a family when I got to New York. And it gave me some insight into the industry and truly just the best experience, the best thing that could have happened for my path. Mm. Okay, so you, you get to go on. So this was during, just out of college or you're actually in the midst of it? Uh, I, I auditioned while I was in college. In. So I, I had to like go to my communications teachers and be like, hi, um, can I miss a week of school to go to New York and audition for cats? Yeah. And it, what's interesting is, and I tell any masterclass or workshop that I teach, I tell my students like, look, do well in everything you do. You really don't know. Of course it's going to benefit you no matter what, but you don't know how it's going to benefit you. And at Clemson, for my major at the time, uh, if you missed two courses, they were allowed to fail you for the class. And so I was missing a week of school. 
And I went to all my teachers and was like, hey, do you mind if I go audition for this? Is that cool? And I had perfect attendance and straight A's in all my classes. And they were all like, have so much fun. Can't wait to hear about it when you're back. Yeah, don't worry about it. Make up the work later. And I guarantee you that wouldn't have been the case if they didn't know that I was trustworthy and a good student. And so, um, yeah, I was I was in school when I auditioned. And then right after I graduated, I graduated in August, which is kind of a weird time because I had one Spanish class left to take that summer before I graduated. And mm. then the tour started that October. Okay. And how were you on there for a year? How long were you on the tour? It was about a seven, eight month tour. It was the final year of the original Cats tour. Mm-hmm. And it ended in May of, of 2012. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cool. And then yeah. you, you get back to the city and then what happens? I moved to the city then in January of 2013. So I, had, I wasn't even like living in the city yet. <laughs> um, and then I did the non-equity life for a, a couple of years. I was at every audition trying to, because I'm still trying to learn the industry. I didn't know anything. Gosh. Mm -hmm. And I was at every audition, dancer, singer wise, and just trying to get known and and show people like, this is what I do. And the only way to do that is just have your face out there a lot. Mm -hmm. So you being the uh, experienced Hillary that you are now, what would you tell Hillary when she was just starting out that could maybe just fast track her her way way through? Um, I think I would have tried to get, uh, tried to get an agent sooner than I did. I I waited a couple of years until I pursued getting an agent, and I saw all of my friends getting appointments for Broadway shows that I didn't even hear about. And I, for some reason, thought like, "Oh, you know, I need to build my resume more before I try to get an agent. That way, I have something to offer too," which is true, but. I think I could have done it a little sooner than I did. And I think that would have helped more. But no, I think um, just to not be afraid. I I was, you know, second guessing myself and everything I did and to truly just be myself. Because when you Mm -hmm. first go into it, you're like, oh, well, this is what they need me to be. So this is what I'll be. I'm an actor. I'm a chameleon. I can do that. And I think just stay true to yourself the whole time is really what I would have told younger Hillary that maybe might have set her on a a better path but i i right love my path <laughs> i think it's a good one that's a 
that's a running theme here, an ongoing theme on the podcast as far as just going into the room and and bringing yourself to to every uh, facet of it. So um, let's fast forward a bit to you making your uh, Broadway debut. How was the audition process there? Were there, there any dramatic booking stories where you get the phone call or the text and you find out you're going <laughs> to, you know, be on Broadway? Yes. Um, wow. What a wonderful time uh, in my life. Bronx Tale. Um, I will say that audition process was the most like throw you for a loop audition process <laughs> that I've ever had. I was going in for the vacation swing and there were a group of people, a group of girls there who were also doing a vacation swing and they kept narrowing it down and cutting girls uh, that day. And we were dancing and it was down to six of us at one point. And I was really nervous because I recognized the other five girls and they had all either like worked with or knew the choreographer really well. And I was like, oh man, you know, I hope that doesn't hurt me because I really feel right for this. Um, and they're all super talented too. And so then, <laughs> so Mark Kimmelman was the associate choreographer and he was in the room and Sergio Trujillo was the choreographer and he came a little later in the audition process. And we had been running the dance and it's a very technical combination. I don't know if you saw the show, there's not a ton of dancing in the show past the opening number, but this, this audition combination was technical, fast, you know, all out, full out dancing. And Sergio had kind of, um, wanted to see what we could do on our feet. And we weren't really expecting that for this role. (laughs) And so he was like, okay, you know, do the dance. And so we did the dance and he, asked to to do the dance again, but to change the arms. And so we were like, um, okay. (laughs) So like, we kind of just ever so slightly changed the arms and he's like, girls, come on, I'm giving you permission to, to change my choreography. Really do, do your own thing with it. And so then we did our own thing with it. He's like, great. All right. Um, he's, and he's telling us the character characteristics of these girls and, you know, they're tough girls and they're in the Bronx and, you know, they don't take anything from anyone. And he pushes us all off to the side. He's like, all right, one by one, let's go. And um, we're doing the dance and it's being filmed. And they had already filmed us two by two. And <laughs> I was not first to go, thank goodness. And the first girl go. So he he tells her, he's like, look, really? Like, he's like, I'm going to have Mark stand over there. I'd really talk to him and be like, look, you know, show them your character characteristics and your character and really like be your character in this dance and, and do it to Mark. And so she goes and he stops her midway through and he's like, what are you doing? And she was like, um, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, you're not talking to him. And she was like, oh, ver- verbally speak to Mark while I'm dancing. And he was like, yeah, let's go. And so we were all like, oh, oh okay, got it. Okay, okay. And so she does it again, flawlessly speaks to Mark while dancing. And I was fortunately last to go. And so in my mind, I had created this whole character arc. <laughs> yeah. You had your lines <laughs> ready. You had a monologue ready. You were, you were, you were ready. So, so I thought. And so it's my turn to go. 
And I was familiar with Mark beforehand. We hadn't worked together, but um, just through class and, and whatnot, he'd seen me before we were familiar. And I go, everything just blanks out in my head. Like the whole monologue I had prepared in my mind on the side was gone. And I start dancing and just words coming out. And I think I was mad at Mark about how he was going with this other girl and he was supposed to be with me and all this stuff. And um, I remembered Sergio just being like, no, you're tough. You're tough. You're really tough girls. <laughs> and so at one point in the dance, I blanked out and I stopped dancing, but I continued just like cussing Mark out. I flipped him off, like just truly went all out. And then it ended with a double inside pirouette hit. And that was the button. And I like blanked out, but I did that final button. And I was like, you know what? They have a video of me dancing. I did it great before. I think this was all about the character. So I'm just going to stay in character. That's what's important right now. But at the same time, I was also like, cool, I'm done. I blanked out of the dance. And um, that was it for the day. And then they called three of us back the next day to sing. And we had just found out that they now had two open positions instead of one. Um, one of the girls in the show had unfortunately just gotten injured, I think, a couple of days before. And so they needed an ensemble member and a vacation swing. So um, we were all like, okay, that is very interesting. You know, this kind of changes things. And so I go in and sing in the style of the show. And I they wanted kind of a doo number. And they give you sides, too. I had plenty of sides to sing from. and. I chose a song from the Supremes that didn't really show off my range too much, but was in the style of the show. And I sang that, and then I sang the sides, and the sides were actually, actually um, they had more range than what my song had. And after I finished singing those, um, Mary Sugarman and Caitlin Shaw were behind the table. And gosh, they're just such advocates for actors because they know that we're nervous and they know that, you know, they've seen us do so many other auditions. They know what we're capable of and they really allow for that. And it's so wonderful because after I finished singing, I remember Caitlin whispering something to Mary and Mary was like, Hillary, what else is in your book? <laughs> and I was like, nothing in the style of the show. And she was like, yeah, I don't care. What else is in your book? And I was like, well, I really love to sing the life I never led from sister act. And she was like, okay, sing that. So I sang that and she like leaned back and sighed and smiled and was like, yes, yes, that come back this afternoon for the music director and sing that. She was like, I don't care that it's not in the style of the show. Please just sing that for him. And I said, yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Because I mean, a lot of times you're not given that chance and they totally gave me the chance to do that. And it was so wonderful. So I came back and did that for the music director. And then the next day, it was just two of us and we sang for the whole team. Um, and then that night we were, it was a very quick process. And I thought I was going to hear that night and I didn't. And I told my agent, I was like, look, I'm really nervous. <laughs> so if I don't get it, text me. If I do get it, call me. And he was like, okay. And so I went to work that night and I had my phone in my pocket and of course, I was part of two group threads that night. So I'm getting texts all night long 
And I don't know who they're from each time. So with every buzz of my phone, I was like, oh gosh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. (laughs) And then I would kind of get a break from work and I would check it. And I'm like, okay, guys, please stop texting me. (laughs) And the next morning, I still hadn't heard anything. And my agent texted me and was like, hey, still haven't heard anything. Don't worry. I'm like, got it. Got it, Ricky. Just don't text me. (laughs) And so I was filming um, kind of a piano video the next morning with a friend and she was kind of hoping that I would hear while we were filming so she could film it on tape but of course nothing happens the way you want it to in this industry so um we had finished up with that and I had gotten back home and I got out a pint of ice cream from the freezer and was like okay you know what just time to relax time to relax it's cool it's fine and the second I took like my first bite my agent was calling me and I was like, it's a phone call, I'm getting a phone call. And so I answered the phone and my agent, Ricky Fishbein, and he was like, hey, Hillary. I was like, hey, Ricky. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just at home. And he goes, oh, that's a good place to be. I was like, yeah, is it? And he was like, yeah, you're going to be on Broadway. And I just, you know, immediate tears just started crying because I was just on pins and needles the whole time. And he told me that I was going to be the vacation swing and and what the contract was. And he finished talking and I was like, Vicky, you're going to email me this, right? Because I I really don't know what you just said. And he's like, I know you're in Broadway blackout. It's totally fine. I'm going to email you everything, every detail. You have nothing to worry about. Go call your mom. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to call my mom. (laughs) And so that was, um, I had started rehearsals the next week. And I had, see, I started on a Tuesday, had my put in on Friday. Um, so we just had a couple of days to learn the show. And I learned my first track that week. And then it was another week before I was actually going on. And so I learned my second track the following week and was doing understudy rehearsal for my second track the following Friday. And then that night went on for the first track I had learned the week before. And, and that, that was, was that. my, that was that. <laughs> Fabulous. Text or a phone call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, so that was a huge up. That was like. Oh, huge. The, the huge, top huge. of the top. Before we started the recording, you had shared that you had some ankle problems and it eventually led to ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us just a little bit about you get the surgery and what it was like to have to, uh, rehab and just sit out a bit. Um, just for our listeners, you know, we, we love the ups. Um, we acknowledge the downs and we just, uh, thrive off of hearing others, you know, overcoming them. So just tell us a little bit about that experience and, and how it turned out afterwards. Yeah. I mean, plenty of ups, plenty of downs in this business. But I had had surgery on my ankle. Uh, it was just in a lot of pain. And surgery was kind of the only option to fix it. And, you know, I had to teach my foot how to be a foot again afterwards. It was re- honestly crazy to think about because you would look at your foot and you're like, why can't you move? And so it was uh, quite the process. And, you know, I was in a cast for a while, but that was giving me a lot of pain. Then I was in an air cast and I just couldn't move. They're like, we're going to put you in an air cast because you're in pain from your cast. You can't move for weeks. 
And so I didn't. And then I was in a, a boot and a boot with crutches and then just a brace. But the physical therapy was, um, it was rough. I mean, I, I broke down and I cried a lot because I couldn't get my foot to do normal things, just like rolling my ankle even, I couldn't do. And I remember thinking like, oh, great, I'm never going to dance again. Was this a huge mistake? But, you know, that's just your mind making you think all these things. And of course I danced again, but it was, I think, eight, eight to 10 weeks of physical therapy. And it took a couple months to really get back. I would say six months before it was better and good enough to dance again. I danced on it before six months, but probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Did this stop you from, were you in the midst of just auditioning or what, what point in your career or life did this all happen? I was 26 uh, because I was still in my parents' insurance. And so I knew I had to get it done at that time. And I went back to auditioning shortly after. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't in a show, and that's why I had chosen this time to do it. I had just finished a very long run at Tuacon Amphitheater. And at the end of that six months, I was like, okay, I'm getting surgery. I'm not going to auditions. So I had the surgery. And a few months later, I was auditioning again. And how was it coming back, like, in your first audition or two with the ankle just having recovered? It was rough. I tried not to let it show, um, but just kind of pushed through. I knew I wasn't going to hurt it. It was just a matter of, it's a muscle, you know, you teach it to do its thing again. And then um, eventually it started getting better and better and better. And I ended up having actually a really good year later that year, theater wise. So okay, great. All right, let's yeah. <laughs> all right. Let, let's dig into this uh, just one step further because you know what's coming to me is that a lot of people during the pandemic have experienced maybe at the start they were at a certain fitness level, and then during the pandemic it was obviously trying for all of us, and they find themselves um, in uh, a little bit lesser of shape than than they normally would be in. And then you come to the point of like making that decision of, you know, I need to, I need to make a change and get back to putting my physical well-being and my fitness as a priority. And when you do, you know, that first week or so when you are like, oh, I used to be able to do this or I never could do this and, and I'm at an even lower point. So I surely am not going to be able to do it. Can you relate that a little bit to the ankle? Like when, you were coming back and you had to tell yourself like you will be able to be who you were. It might take some time and these first couple of weeks might be a bit daunting. Like how did you get through that mentally? Uh, It was difficult because I'm someone who is constantly nonstop uh, kind of put my foot the gas a lot. I'm always thinking about, let's keep going. What can I do? What more can I do? I always want to keep doing more. And I had to slow down. And it was important that I slowed down. And I knew that, but it was hard to physically comprehend that. And I just, I didn't go to as many auditions as I usually do. And yeah, fitness is super important. And I'm someone who works out a lot and knows that 
your physical and mental and emotional fitness is what keeps you going in this business. And if you aren't taking care of your body as a whole, then you're probably not going to get very far because of the demand on your body in this industry. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing the the ankle story and just kind of like working through that. I hope anyone listening that is either um, fresh off an injury or just recovering from whatever it is during this pandemic could be uh, a low level of fitness, could be mental health. Um, hopefully you tapped into what Hillary was sharing with uh, with that. Go into some happy vibes with the pandemic. You've been able to do some cool stuff with uh, Bill for the Stage friends of mine, uh, Elliot Maddox, Chris Rice. You've been doing some like yeah. on- online performances or music videos. Um, I always like asking about like, not always do you get a permit when you're in like public areas while doing this. <laughs> were, were there Were there any funny stories when... I don't know where you were at for this video with Elliot. Um, I don't, it's like, uh, were you at one point, like under, like in a train state, like a subway station (laughs) or where were you dancing that, you know, I was not in a subway station. Um, the, the shot is like your, it's like exposed brick with like paint chipping off the walls. Yeah. That was in this spot in Brooklyn. He had chosen this space that kind of had a lot of different, uh, backgrounds to it as it was like the the spot with the TVs is just kind of like on the other side of that room with the exposed brick. It's it was so cool, and uh, he's he's so creative and fantastic and had everything kind of planned out in his mind. And I was not originally supposed to be part of this. He had texted me the night before, and he was like, "Hey, Hillary, I just had someone drop out. I'm filming this dance video tomorrow. It's like 9 p.m." And he's like, can you be there tomorrow morning? I was like, yeah, let's do it. I would love to. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, great, I'll send you the choreography. And he sent me that. Um, and so I showed up and <laughs> some of the other dance members were helping me learn it <laughs> even right before the shoot. But yeah, it was a really cool concept. Um, I know Elliot wanted to do a video each month uh, for 2020, just for himself. And then when the pandemic hit, he was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it. So he found a safe way to do it. And yeah. that was his final video of the year. Yeah. I love what you just shared there where he called you the night before and you were, you just said yes. And, and I think that's a big thing that I believe in. Um, and we tell our clients a lot is just having that yes mentality. Obviously there's a time to say no, but you never know what a yes will bring you. Um, who you'll meet or or what will come of it. Um, so I love that you just kind of on a whim said yes. Um, do you think that quality about you has given you other opportunities in your career? Have you found that to be ever the case? I think so. I mean, what not even it doesn't even have to be like <laughs> a, a project, you know, it could be like, whatever a friend saying, do you want to go get coffee and you might not feel like it and you say yes. And you know, you meet meet somebody or, or something happens because of that. And what's, um, and it's, it's actually exactly the reason I try to always say yes. I think earlier I shared, uh, when I moved to New York, I really didn't know anyone. I didn't come from this school where my whole grade was in New York. I just, the people that I've done shows with are pretty much the people that I know in the city. Um, with the exception of a, few other people. And so some of my closest and best friends have 
I've made connections with because I said yes to like going to this event or going to that birthday party or, you know, I recently became friends with uh, a photographer, John Taylor, because he needed an assistant one day with a shoot he was doing. And I was like, hi, you don't know me, but I'll help you out. I, it's a pandemic. What else am I doing right now? And, you know, and so now we're good friends and he's a wonderful person. And I just, I think that the more you say yes, the more you just are going to have wonderful opportunities given to you uh, in life, in your career. And I try to always say yes, if I can. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it off with that. Cause that's, that's some golden advice there for everyone listening to take for sure. Hillary, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All, uh, our pleasure. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this episode with Hillary Porter. If you want to follow her on Instagram, it's Hillary Porter underscore. You can also see that in the description of this episode. Once again, if you want to try a free trial, go to billforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks again to our producing team, Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.